Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 982, air date October 7th, 2021. Hi, good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadira. Actually, it's good afternoon. It's around 539. Welcome. Um, this is the uh, continuation of uh, what I promised you yesterday. I promised you that I'm back and... Uh, we really want to start talking about the significant issues of our time. We're going to have the political discourse, which I do from a systems approach, but we're also going to start talking about medical uh, issues and health issues, which I've done. So I want to welcome everyone. And the discussion I want to have today is just following, as many of you know, uh, there was the hearings at the House uh, that took place, um, uh, essentially a highly partisan hearing. I was invited to go. Initially, uh, it was a schedule conflict that I had, which came up literally. I mean, I was invited literally at the last minute, and then I changed my schedule to go. I was listed to be a witness at the House hearing on, for the Maricopa audit um, hearing at the United States Congress, and for some reason, it was changed. So the news put out there, uh, the House has it listed that I'm coming, and then the news put out there that I didn't want to come. It's absolutely false. Um, I would have loved to take on these people and share one of the most important things here that in the United States, um, there is an encouragement to actually do audit. So what we're going to cover today is something important. We're going to talk about, number one, we're going to talk about one of the central issues that has not been discussed in the context of what's going on in the United States by neither left or right, racism. And you'll see how this connects. And I'm gonna share with you a document that I did, but we're gonna have a deep discussion about racism, what it really is, and why the left and the right do not wanna discuss it. The right talks about it doesn't exist, so it's created a vacuum for the left to take ownership of it. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna intersect the discussion with racism with engineering system science, is what I brought to the table in Maricopa to do this very um, nonpartisan, um, very scientifically based audit of a very particular aspect of the system. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to interconnect it with the fact that when you say something against election officials in the United States, they have a playbook that I discovered in our own election here in Massachusetts in 2020 when I exposed or even questioned the integrity of the state election director who had deleted ballot images, then I was thrown off Twitter. And what we discovered was that the United States government has created an unholy alliance with big media and big tech. And it's through a set of playbook documents that were created at the Harvard Belfer School, which essentially has created what we call a domestic censorship infrastructure in the United States, meaning that government can watch Americans, citizens, and silence them if they say anything against election officials. It's actually written down step by step. So what happened to me in 2020 when I exposed the state election director of Massachusetts, what they did in the historic lawsuit, which exposed this unholy alliance, is what just occurred in Maricopa. Okay, so we're going to connect three different systems here. As many of you know, uh, that I want to encourage all of you to first of all raise your consciousness and take a systems approach to looking at the world. What does that mean? We have the left and the right, pro and anti, black and white. And we need to move beyond black and white, beyond left and right, beyond pro and anti by applying a systems approach. And that systems approach will teach you how to unite things around common principles, okay? So every Monday evenings, if everyone goes to truthfreedomhealth.com, I'll put it up here. If you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, I think I have my uh, banner still here. But if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, you will see that one of my biggest aims is to be a catalyst to educate all of you in the systems approach. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com and become a warrior, okay? And it's a and, and there's a book, System and Revolution, you can learn. But the fundamental way we're gonna win, be it on the issue of the forced jabines or the diaper mandates, or whether it be on censorship or whether it be on 
the election issue, whether it be on any of the issues of our times is not the left-right narrative. It's to take a systems approach, okay? So let me review um, what what happened here, okay? And I'll bring it into context and I'll, and I'll bring it into context uh, recently. In November, of, uh, September of 2020, many of you know, in Massachusetts, the Massachusetts GOP swamp, led by a swamp creature by the name of Jim Lyons, ensured, rigged the election to make sure that a true candidate would not be allowed to win the Republican primary. We wanted on a, you know, we were headed for a landslide. We had, you know, 20, 30,000 lawn signs up there, bumper stickers everywhere, uh, 2 million flyers. You couldn't exit Massachusetts or entry without seeing Dr. Shiva. The Massachusetts GOP found a no-name guy to make sure that a real candidate would not win. And in September is when we saw in the hand-counted county of Franklin, I won by nearly 10 points in every other county, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. That's when I never thought election fraud took place. I got interested in this, exp explored it. We started exposing the state election director here in Massachusetts. That's when we got thrown off Twitter. The court said, you can't do that anymore. They threw us off again a full deplatforming, it went into a full-blown lawsuit. And what we showed was that the government has an unholy alliance with social media companies. They have Twitter partnerships. We uncovered these documents called playbooks, okay? And that entire uh, uh, aspect um, prepped me for when the November November elections took place, the general elections, and we saw what took place in the Biden-Trump thing. I was the first one to come out, expose what occurred in Maricopa or the anomalies, you know, or the anomalies in Arizona, which led to the audit. And that led to recently, I mean, I was brought in at the tail end of this audit, only 20 days or 30 days before the audit was ending in, in late August. Um, and I was asked to analyze the envelopes in which the mail-in ballots are put in. Okay, in fact, I, I didn't even get a chance to analyze the envelopes. I was given the digital images so on a hard drive. The Arizona State Senate sent us the envelopes in which the ballots are put in, okay? And we were asked to analyze all the envelopes. You can go look at one of the other blog posts where I presented all the, the data at the end of it. But what we uncovered was that there were more ballots, okay, than envelopes we had, at least the images. Okay, first thing, 6,545 more ballots that they reported that they than the envelopes we had when you looked at the actual envelope images, right? So what happens is envelopes come in, which have the ballot, they are scanned, which we also found out they're compressed images, which they didn't make clear up front. And then those envelope images are what are reviewed by volunteers who find out if the signature on that matches the signature in the database. And it's quite extraordinary because even the left and the right have both you know, said that this is a witchcraft process. But anyway, uh, only 587 bad signatures were found out of nearly 1.92 million, very, very low amount. So that was an anomaly. So I presented on September 24th to the Arizona State Senate in a very scientific and frankly, in an engineering systems approach, the anomalies that we discovered, okay? So we uh, went through a number of anomalies. We never accused anyone. We never even said there was election fraud. What we said was we were asked to look at these images and we found these anomalies. For example, 6,545 more ballots that they had than matching envelopes. There should be one ballot for every one envelope. We also not, uh, notified another anomaly. The Maricopa County did not report the total number of envelopes they got, the images, envelope images. They just report like this unique number. Well, we found that if you take the envelope images, we found 17,322 duplicate envelope images. Then you get to a unique number, which didn't match their number by 6,545. We were also asked to do pattern analysis and classification of the signature box alone to see if that had a signature, if it was blank or was a scribble, okay? Very, very simple analysis just to do a quick analysis. We didn't have the detailed opportunity that was in the scope of the our audit to do the 
signature verification, okay? So we presented all those results. We also found some very really interesting anomalies where we found one person, multiple cases of one individual having two voter IDs, okay? So that means you're Bob Smith and you have voter ID 111 and you also have voter ID 222 and you actually submitted two ballot envelopes, which also the ballots were opened and counted, okay? And we've, we, we've shown that, okay? So like this, we presented various anomalies. And the goal here was to present the anomalies to the Senate and to ask questions. So one of the questions is, in engineering systems, something is called standardized operating procedures. You can write this down, SOP, okay? Standardized operating procedures. What is an SOP? Well, now let's step back. If you look at the entire article that I wrote, it was a 99 page report. It wasn't part of, in fact, what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to just report numbers, but me being me wanting to, you know, be proud of the work our team did, we did a 99 page report. I think over five days, maybe I got eight hours sleep. It was nonstop. I wrote every word in there, wanted to make sure it was perfect. And in that 99 page report, what we spoke about was like, we live in the world of modern engineering systems. You wanna write that word down, engineering systems. What is an engineering system? Well, an engineering system is like the air transportation system we have in the United States, right? An airplane goes from point A to point B. It, you know, we don't see airplanes falling out of the sky. There are standardized operating procedures. There are things that must be done from point A to point B. In the manufacturing field, if you work at a company that manufactures cars, they get all their parts, they put it through a, a very specific engineering process and a car comes out. Or even iPhone, every iPhone that you guys have, you may not know this, but every part here can be tracked to a particular factory, particular batch. We live in the world of engineering systems. And the 20th century wasn't like that, but the 21st century is a world of engineering systems, okay? Which means engineers know that when you make something, every little part of a system needs to go through a particular process. And if one little part is an anomaly, good engineers don't sit on their back and say, well, let that go through. They say, hey, wait a minute, that O-ring over there, remember the space shuttle, some of you may remember, depending on how old you're, 1986, I used to love to watch a shuttle take off. I saw all the icicles on the launch pad. And I said, wow, I don't think they're gonna, I hope they don't launch a shuttle because it's never been tested on such low temperatures. Four hours later, I got up and the shuttle was blowing up. Two engineers told NASA, please don't fly this shuttle today because there's an anomaly. The O-rings were never tested. What were the O-rings? They were the rings between the solid rocket boosters. Well, the attitude was, you know, nothing to see, move along. They launched it and it blew up. So engineers look at anomalies. I'll repeat that again. Anomalies are unexpected things. They're not claims. They're unexpected events that take place. And we as engineers are trained to look for the smallest thing, the largest thing. You know, I've run many companies. You know, when people call my company, if I produce a piece of software and customers say, hey, we noticed this anomaly, something's not working here. If I were to say you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, you're an anti-vaxxer, you're this, you're that, shut the hell up. I don't wanna hear your complaint. It would be ludicrous. It doesn't matter what positions people have politically or what they think. You say, hey, let me listen to your complaint. Let me go look at if it's a root cause issue in the software and let me fix it. Imagine if you called Boeing and you said, hey, I see something's wrong with your wing in your airplane. And they said, shut the hell up. You're a conspiracy theorist. You know, you come from this party. You voted for this guy. You know, you think, you know, you're making claims, you're a fraud. It would be unbelievable. So to be clear, we as engineers, and by the way, I have four degrees in engineering out of the number one engineering school in the world, have been doing engineering since I was a kid in 1978, is that you learn to look for anomalies because when you find an anomaly, you go fix it and your systems get better and better. There's a reason Apple sends out new iOS operating systems every, every you know, 
X number of months because they're upgrading, upgrading. They're getting it better and better. You report, they find issues, they get back, okay? That's called the engineering systems process. So in the audit report, I really wanted to unite people. I said, let's get beyond partisanship. Let's go beyond controversy. Let's go beyond vitriol. And I said, this is an opportunity to look at these anomalies. Let's have open discourse and let's find out what's wrong. No one is being accused here, okay? So we presented that. It was a wonderful piece of engineering work. Um, and what happened after that? Well, what happened was the Maricopa County officials didn't have the decency to contact me. We ended that review to the Senate saying, there are two important findings in addition to the anomalies. Number one, the signature verification process is unverifiable, which means you're taking volunteers and you're giving them a signature and you're, which is, let's say you signed your name on the envelope and then there is the voter registration signature. They're supposed to do 27 point analysis within about five to 10 seconds. And if it doesn't match, they're supposed to then call the person if they can get their phone number and cure it. Well, when you looked at the number of curing, it was such a small amount relative to the large fraction. And most of it was done after November 3rd. And the other thing was, how are you doing this verification? Was 27 points used? Was it 20 points? Because we were hearing all different kinds of things. So we said, look, the signature verification process is unverifiable. The second important conclusion and recommendation was we need to really audit that, is that we need standardized operating procedures. When the ballot comes in, how was it imaged? What compression was used? What were all the processes? In any company, when I've done audits or people have done audits of my company, if the auditors come in, they say, hey, how did you uh, do this or this? How did you set up your firewalls? How did you do this design process? We give them documents, okay? Over two weeks, I think two weeks have passed by as of today, tomorrow, and we've yet to see any of these standard operating procedures, okay? So that's the first part. Now, instead of having a rational discourse, what did the election officials do? Well, in Arizona, there is a blog, a unknown blog called the Arizona Mirror. In fact, they're not even a blog. It turns out they're a nonprofit, okay? And we'll, we'll go over that. They're a nonprofit. In fact, there's 20 of them set up all over the United States, funded by dark money, not my words, but by the New York Times and even political left-leading organizations. Arabella Advisors is nearly a billion dollar organization that through their Hopewell Fund funds the Arizona Mirror, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. And they brand themselves as independent journalism. So Maricopa County officials effectively went over to the Arizona Mirror and they did a hit job piece on me. And the hit job piece was to discredit me as I'm a nobody. And how do they lead this? They lead it, well, he's a conspiracy theorist who claims he invented email. By the way, everyone recognized that Wikipedia is another big racist organization. And again, we're gonna get to what is racism because I want all of you to elevate your consciousness to really understand what is real racism, okay? And then I'm an anti this, I'm a right wing nut job. And that's how they describe one of the, you know, eminent, you know, world renowned engineers who's won the Fulbright Award, who did in fact invent email and so on. All right, so they, it was a hit job piece to discredit a guy who, you know, came from nothing, who went through the American journey and try to attack all my accomplishments. So, what did I do? So I, I wrote a 99 page audit report and about five days ago, I wrote a very, I wrote a very detailed response to that. And I'm gonna share that with you right now, okay? Let me bring that up, if you guys can see here. I'm gonna share my screen here. Okay, so let's go over here, all right? So, um, let me bring this over here. All right, so if everyone can see this here, 
Hope everyone can see this. All right. So what we see here is in this document, if everyone can see this, yeah. So everyone can see this document here. What you're seeing now, I think you can see it. Yeah, you guys can see this, right? All right, let me make it full screen so everyone can see this, okay. All right, so what you're seeing here is a document I just wrote. It's called How Election Officials Use Media Proxies to Disseminate in Misinformation and Disinformation to Avert Investigations of Election Malfeasance. So what I'm talking about here is I took the hit job on me and I want to now educate the world on the larger thing. And I said, let's do a case study of what they did to me, how Maricopa County election officials effectively using a local blog purporting independent journalism to malign an auditor, which is me who report anomalies in the US Senate election. So let me explain what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is that these people essentially used the 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 Maricopa effectively used this blog to do a hit job acting as though that they were you know that the blog was doing it all on its own all right and this is how these election officials are working today so let me bring bring back this again okay here we go all right so what i want to talk about here is let's go through this now okay so that's the title and this is about 70 pages all right so let's go through this all right um by the way people can read my bio all right so first of all we want to let these election officials know they're not dealing with some random person i put my time and i published in the world's leading journals i have many patents you know i did invent the first email system and you don't need to hear that from me but they first they always try to discredit that and this is where the racism comes in and then so my bio is right up front now this is a statement I want to read to all of you. So what I did was I went and asked one of the leading uh, engineering systems uh, professors in the world to look at my report and tell me what she thought about it. And she was a professor at MIT for 17 years, okay? Held two professorships, Professor Deborah Nightingale. In addition, She's on, uh, on the National Academy of Engineering, which is very difficult to get onto. And she's now in, down in Florida at the uni uh, a distinguished professor. So this is what Professor Nightingale said about the report, okay, that I had submitted, which this organization, the Maricopa County officials effectively using their proxy blog, right, try to do on me. So let's look at this again, right? So let's look at the thing that Dr. Uh, Professor Nightingale wrote here. And by the way, you can see Professor Nightingale's uh, uh, background. And this is what she wrote. She goes, I've known Dr. Shiva Iadure, Dr. Shiva for nearly two de decades. He's a world-renowned system scientist and MIT PhD, the inventor of email, an expert in the field of pattern recognition classification, one who has led and participated in numerous audits. I've reviewed Dr. Shiva's audit report, submitted to the Arizona State Senate. The report is stellar, met all its objectives, and more importantly, provides a thought leadership of engineering systems theory that is now necessary to move beyond partisanship so we may squarely address uh, uh, election systems integrity. Now, so people may think, well, this woman must also be Shiva's same political bent, right? She must be on Shiva's side. So let's look at that, okay? Is she on my side politically? Well, here we go. To be clear, Professor Nightingale says, I am a Democrat. I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. I voted for Joe Biden in 2020. Dr. Shiva is a Republican. He voted for Donald Trump in 2016. In 2020, he did not vote for either Trump or Biden. The recent ad hominem attacks against Dr. Shiva by Maricopa County officials effectively through their proxy at the Arizona Mirror, attempting to box him into a predefined category must be addressed, particularly given their racist subtext. Dr. Shiva is a true independent thinker in deeds, not words. He cannot be put into some reductionist box. He has put his life on the line, fighting corruption, the swamp his entire life. His loyalty to truth supersedes his loyalty to Trump, uh, to individual. In fact, he released a highly critical video questioning if Trump was a swamp, although he had earlier donated to Trump and had worked hard on his campaign. And when it comes to the invention of email, yes, a 14-year-old dark-skinned precocious boy, 1978, working in Newark, New Jersey, did invent email, the system as we know today. There's no controversy. The facts are black and white. The only controversy is the one fabricated to deny his rightful claim to email's invention. 
Anyone can read the research papers. Dr. Professor Nightingale says, I wrote on the topic and they're the links all here, okay? But what she ends up saying is, look, the Arizona Commission was wise in commissioning Dr. Shiva, okay? His team executed the job with excellence. It was extraordinary they got it done in 20 days. Having been a consultant, she says, of many projects, Arizona's got a bargain at 50K. I hope Democrats and Republicans unite around Dr. Shiva's thought leadership, which calls for an engineering systems approach, engineering systems approach, oops, that, I don't know what this is going on here. Hold on. Um, and then she ends by saying, that is how we unite America by solving underlying systems issues. I'm not sure what's going on here. One second there. Um, I believe that the state of Arizona and the whole country would be greatly served by both examining current operating procedures and adopting recommendations um, Dr. Shiva makes for future improvements, okay? So that was Dr. Nightingale's response, okay? That was what Debbie Nightingale put in her. Hold on one second. I'm not sure what's going on here. I'll add, uh, turn the login. All right, this stupid thing, okay. All right, there we go. All right, so that's the central thing here. So what I wanna get back to is that here's an independent person who, who's who, uh, esteemed professor. She says, look, what Dr. Shiva's doing is what we need to do. We need to take an engineering systems approach, all right? So in the analysis, I put that up right in the forward. Now, let me go back to this. One of the important things that I talk about in this is I give an introduction in this report that I did, the follow-up, I said on October 1st, Maricopa County election officials effectively used a proxy, a scribe at an unknown blog, Arizona Mirror, that purports to stand for independent journalism, okay? So everyone here, go to the Arizona Mirror right now, all right, and go look at what they say, okay? They claim that they are independent journalism. That's what they claim. And, and, and what I said was they unleashed a racist smear campaign of misinformation and disinformation in an attempt to avert investigations of potential election malfeasance. Their blog posts appeared after I had presented anomalies from an audit of the early voting ballots, what I've shared with you, okay? Now, first thing I wanna arm all of you with is this one important thing. What you saw occur in the House Congress today was as un-American as it gets. 50 years ago, a law was passed, and everyone should write this down, called 52 USC 20701. Got it? 52 USC 20701. By the way, all of you joining new, you know, the analysis I'm doing here is of the Maricopa County reaction to the engineering audit we did. We didn't accuse anyone. How they reacted through a unknown blog to do a smear campaign. And what I'm calling the smear campaign, and this was done by quote unquote liberal elites, is actually racist. And you and I want people to listen because I'm building up to this. But the important thing is, the central issue here is Congress 50 years ago, wanted Americans to be able, encouraged Americans to be able to audit elections. Does everyone get this? They wanted you and I, if an election took place, they gave you 22 months to go audit them. In fact, you know who passed that law? Democrats, all right? So let's go through this and look at this, okay? Um, so what do you see here? It says, Congress wanted to encourage election audits. I said, what is most unfortunate in the current milieu is that Maricopa County election officials and their counterparts in local and state governments appear to behave that elections audits are a bad thing. And those requesting them or participating in them must be vilified. Let us be clear on the following facts. Number one, Congress passed 52 USC 2071 because Congress declared that election audits are public good. Two, election audits are public good because it provides real data and feedback about the integrity of an election. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what we call the engineering systems process. You report something, you get things better. Congress wanted this, okay? Next thing I talk about is 
auditing the integrity of an election is a public good because American citizens are entitled to the constitutional guarantee of one person, one vote. Four, Congress declared election audits to be a public good because Congress supports all steps that ensure one person, one vote. And five, only persons not in support of this entitled right of American citizens to constitutional guarantee of one person, one vote would actively defame a request for an audit as conspiratorial disinformation. And this is settled law that was passed by a Democrat majority 50 years ago. Does everyone get what I'm saying? All right, you guys gotta get this. What we saw took place this more this uh, this this in the so-called partisanship thing was to destroy a law that was passed by Congress, which said we want audits. Everyone get this? Let me look at the comments here. Everyone getting this? They wanted audits. Fifty-two U.S.C. two hundred seven hundred one. Okay, audits are supposed to be encouraged. By the way, all of you listening, the only way we're going to get anywhere is to building a bottoms-up movement. And the only, it's not going to come from Republicans and Democrats. It's going to come from you and I building a bottoms up movement because you cannot trust either party. Okay. There's some good people, but the reality is they're all part of the swamp. And the only way to do is to build a bottoms up movement. That's why you see that ticker down there. 52, Anthony just put up 52 USC. Thanks, Anthony. Okay. And the bottom line is in order to build that bottoms up movement, we need for you guys to get trained. And that's why you need to go to truthfreedomhealth.com because I have figured out how to teach you guys that are 50 years in three hours systems training. And you can support, you can contribute to your own knowledge. So go do that, okay? Both parties are garbage, there you go, okay? There you go, this is a wise person, they are, okay? And look, I gave a lot of money to Trump. I supported him and I still do work, but the Trump campaign recently endorsed a guy in Massachusetts who's a complete dirty freak who with the mass GOP were the ones who did election fraud on me. So all you people in the Trump campaign who surround President Trump, and I've already questioned him. You can talk, you see the video I did. I'm, I, I'm, I am loyal to truth, not to an individual. You cannot say you're against election fraud and be endorsing people who are for election fraud, okay? The Massachusetts GOP chairman, Jim Lyons, is part of this. He's part of the swamp, okay? So I'll come back to this. So bottom line is we laid out in this, in this analysis, as you see here, that the first issue is Congress wants election audits, okay? There's, there's nothing to be defending ourselves. This is a law. Congress wants election audits. It's a law. 22 months, you have the right to ask as many questions as you want to slap you upside the head and say that you're un-American, you want to destroy democracy, that's un-American, okay? There you go. The next thing is this. In this document, I laid out what I wanted to do, but one of the specific aims here was to talk about that the racism of this. Okay, this is what you guys need to get ready for. We're gonna talk about racism. Okay. And in this article, what I said was in this report, I said, the bottom line is this, this attack that this, the officials did through their proxy, you know, they can hide behind their proxy, but it was Maricopa County officials effectively using this proxy. Okay. And I said, this attack was racist. And I said, it's the kind of real racism that is discussed neither in mainstream academia, nor is it ever published by academia or mainstream media. Now, you won't see Tucker Carlson talk about this. You won't see the left talk about it. You won't see the right talk about it. And I said the inability of Maricopa County officials and their loyal scribe, this doofus over um, at the Arizona Mirror, his name is, I think, Dud, this is his last name, or Dudda, um, is to keep in line a dark-skinned East Indian American who dares to use his hard-earned scientific engineering training and that's what the real source of racism is. They wanted to keep me in line. The racist attempt aimed to shame me back into their segregationist box of behavior that they deem acceptable for a person of my background. For these Maricopa County officials, it does not compute why a highly ed educated, dark-skinned American, an immigrant, a low caste untouchable from India's despicable caste system, a victim of real racism my whole life, would ever perform an audit 
and report, report honest findings that may expose potential malfeasance of election officials who likely support liberal Democrats, the rightful and sole heirs, right, of the fight against racism. So let me unravel that. What I'm saying is guys like me are supposed to be liberal Democrats, highly educated, dark-skinned Indian guy, right, who suffers racism. I'm supposed to suck up to the liberal elites. And surely not a guy should be using my intelligence to do objective audits. Everyone get this? All right. So that's what's not supposed to occur. So as I talk about, okay, all right, uh, right, now, so the issue is aren't all people of my background supposed to be liberal Democrats? And more importantly, isn't someone like me supposed to shut the hell up and fall in line? You see, here lies a real racism. I was not being a good Indian. So what this article did was it had to publicly, quote unquote, lynch me and shame me back into line by demeaning what I had earned. That's this is how I got out of all my, you know, the, my background was my reputation as a highly competent engineer, scientist, technologist, innovator, problem sol solver. And yes, an auditor. I've audited many engineering systems. Now, the DNA of engineering is technical auditing, as I talk about. Now, the Arizona Senate wanted the best in the world, and that's why they selected me. In fact, we did it for 20, in 20 days for 50K. We suppressed all expectations. As Professor Nightingale said in the field, she said, Dr. She, uh, Nightingale acknowledged the report was stellar, was executed with excellence, and was done at a bargain for the Arizonans. All right. So here are the facts, you know, went to MIT, four degrees, 4.9 out of 5.0 GPO, uh, GPA. You guys can go look at all my backgrounds, okay? But I have to e express these credentials because what these guys are trying to do was to demean me because a guy like me is always supposed to support, I'm supposed to be in this box. And I'm. if I get out of that box, we're gonna whip the hell out of you, call you a conspiracy theorist, call you, oh, you didn't invent email when the facts are there black and white, say that, you know, you're just partisan, okay? The idea is you attack someone's integrity because you wanna put this darkie back into the box. That's what this was about. And these are so-called lefties, okay? And that's why it's important to understand this was a racist, at the heart of it is racism. All right, yes, it was attack on my findings. So what I share here is to reiterate, this is the real racism that the establishment never wants discussed. All right. The establishment doesn't want us discussing this racism. It is this, this racism that is the operating system of power, profit and control that is designed to segregate, segregate all of us, regardless of the color of our skin. It is this racism that is used to distract the broad public from discovering the truth beyond left and right in any situation. OK, and you can read it right here. What you know, some people reading these accomplishments say, wow, she was more left than left. I organized food service workers to fight. I organized, I burned the South African flag on the steps of MIT because MIT was supporting racist South Africa. I fought for minorities, poor blacks, uh, blacks and whites to higher education. I protested the war in Iraq. I used my skills as a scientist to, to expose Monsanto. And more recently, many of you know, I was the one who filed the, the lawsuit um, against the government of Massachusetts and I exposed these playbooks, all right? The central issue here is this. If you look at this point that I really want to get back to is that they, the essential issue here is that, and I end this, uh, uh, ta this part on this, I said the reality is this, okay? The real racism is this. And the reason this real racism exists, and it's never discussed, is because the right denies racism exists. So my point I made in this thing is the right, the Republicans say, oh, racism doesn't exist. In fact, when I was writing this, I passed it by one of the Republicans. He goes, wow, why are you discussing racism? And then he read this, he goes, oh my God, Shiv, I get it. So the right Republicans say, oh, racism doesn't exist. You know, the Democrats are the ones with the race and they point to the Republicans in the South, that kind of thing. But they still deny it exists. The left wing therefore takes advantage of the vacuum cre created by the ideological position that racism doesn't exist by the right and the Republicans. So they define racism in two ways, as I talk about here. It's like they define racism as, okay, if you use the N-word and you oppose affirmative action, things like that, then you're a racist, okay? 
And so they've defined racism in a very improper way. But real racism is about keeping people in those boxes. So for example, if you're black, you must talk like this, you must eat like this, and you must be like this. If you're a white guy from the South, you must hate black people. And if you're an East Indian, I must support Gandhi. I must move my head left to right and be willing to take a good beating, okay? I, I, I definitely should not be defending the facts that I invented email, which are black and white. I was the first one to convert the entire inner office mail system to the electronic version, name it email, I have the copyright. And Wikipedia is a racist, racist piece of filthy organization. They don't wanna accept this and they're all run by the same liberal elites who want to keep people in their boxes. So you see what happened, ladies and gentlemen, was this. A guy like me who gets all these degrees, who came from nothing, is supposed to revere the liberal elites. And guess what? Homie, don't play that game. And I'll never play that game. I go after truth, whether it's critiquing Trump, whether it's critiquing the left, because I apply system thinking. That's what I was taught to do. I mean, my great grandfather was an indentured servant, a slave. They always stood by principles until their, in fact, it would be to their own detriment. And that's the kind of people we're trying to build in our movement, truth, freedom, and health. Go to truth, freedom, and health. You'll meet a lot of people, you'll get trained. And that movement is what is driving their true election integrity movement, not the Republicans or the Democrats. And if you guys are serious and you're sitting at home, whether you're left or right, understand the only way to win is by building an independent movement where working people unite. Working people, not politicians who say, yeah, I'm against election fraud, bullshit. It's gonna happen when working people unite. You and I who create things, who and I, you and I who make things, okay? So in this article, I was very clear because I want to put the liberal elites on notice. You're the freaking racist. You use racism against me. And people, you have to understand, it is racism. We need to awaken our, that was racism, trying to keep me in the box. And, be, and that Washington Post, another racist organization. Wikipedia, the true racist organization. The racists aren't the white working class in this country. They may say, I mean, I've been called the N-word or this. That's not racism, everyone. That's just ignorance. Okay, that's not racism. Racism is using race, keeping people in boxes. And when they step out of that box, you whip the hell out of them back into the box. You guys get it? That's what racism is. And the stupid right-wing Republicans, oh, uh, Shiva, you shouldn't bring up racism. I mean, that's what the left does. Bullshit. There is racism. And the left, idiots like AOC and the idiots you saw in that Congress hearing, they try to own racism. And so I can speak to racism because I've experienced it. When I was at MIT, I was on the front page of MIT for inventing many things. But the instant the documents of my invention of email went into the Smithsonian and I said, wait a minute, I invented email before I came to MIT in Newark, New Jersey, where nothing is supposed to come out of the ghettos, you know, in a small medical college. Boom. Everyone freaked out at that. Everyone. Because all great innovations are supposed to come from these institutions. You see, that's racism. We need to under, under, understand there is a real racism. As long as I was a golden boy, dark-skinned guy at MIT, creating inventions at MIT, I was on the front page here, front page there, giving all the awards. But the fact that email was invented before I came to MIT burns them. The fact that I would dare do an audit in Arizona, which is a typically red state, and I would dare potentially expose them, that needed to be attacked. So that's what we're talking about. So now, when you go back to this, so now you understand what racism is. And as I said here, I said to those who unleash this racism against me, they expected me to be that good Indian. Sorry, homie, don't play that game. Never will. The next part I put in this thing is this Arizona Mirror, so-called nonprofit, it's nonprofit at its worst. And what I deciphered again, no one else, everyone else, everyone else should really do this. Arizona Mirrors owned by this nonprofit called States Newsroom, a 501c3. Guess who funds this? It's funded by a guy called Eric Kessler. And this is all, and, and you don't even need to be 
you know, a quote unquote conspiracy theorist, just look it up. They're funded by Arabella advisors through the Hopewell Fund, where Eric Kessler was a former Clinton appointee and a member of the now defunct of the now defunct Clinton Global Initiative. Now, Arabella is a for-profit consulting firm. Even the New York Times said they've donated more money, 63 million to super PACs, supporting Democrats, opposing Republicans, and any anti-Trump group, okay? Now, here's the interesting thing that's going on. Most of you out there probably know Fox News and CNN are partisan, centrally controlled, top-down, owned by a bunch of you know, freak shows in New York and DC, okay? A bunch of families. That's Fox, and, and we know they're centrally controlled. But what groups like Arabella Advisors, Pierre Omadier's Democracy Fund, what these guys are doing, they're funding these little blogs all over the world and all over the country. And they tell these blogs that, you know what? You're gonna present yourself as independent journalism. So they're funneling money to them, acting as though they're grassroots journalists. And these blogs work with election officials through the playbook. So the Arizona Mirror effectively worked through Maricopa County election officials. They saw me as a threat. Then you have the Maricopa officials effectively use this blog, which is funded by dark money. And that's not my position. That's stated right here by the New York Times, okay? The New York Times and Politico have called this dark money. So what they do is they attack you, then they disseminate it, and then it becomes references on Wikipedia, okay? And New York Times, by the way, New York Times and Politico have called these organizations dark money. Now, why do they do all these attacks? All of this is done because they want to, they unleash this racism because they want to attack the anomalies that I identified. What were the anomalies? How come there are only 587 bad signatures out of 1.91 million? How come 6,545 unique uh, return envelopes are missing? Okay, there's more ballots than return envelopes. How come we found to one person having multiple examples of one person having two different voter IDs in the same house, same address voting, okay, and so on. So instead of addressing these issues, they unleashed a racist smear campaign. That's what it is. It's a racist smear campaign of misinformation and disinformation. It wasn't just misinformation and disinformation. In my case, it was a racist smear campaign, okay? One second, someone wants to... Uh, uh, here, talk to me, I'll be right there. Um, so that's what they did, all right? Now, when you put this in the bigger picture that came out in our lawsuit, what did we find? We found that election officials have a playbook. And those of you who didn't have a chance to see that, go to winbackfreedom.com. You know, as you know, we fought our lawsuit. The judge told us to bring in a lawyer who derailed our lawsuit, okay? I was doing fine without this freaking lawyer, okay? But what we found was that the government has created playbooks that tell election officials, and you'll see it right here, it's in black and white in these playbooks, it's called the Playbooks are the Election Influence Operations Playbook. And as we said here, the Maricopa County officials, okay? What they did was they used these playbooks, okay? To attack they, pl they played out the playbooks. Oops, where are, the, where are the playbooks here, okay? Okay, so what they did in these playbooks was they, they literally uh, use these playbooks, and what the playbooks say is, if you see someone saying messages like, there has been a failure in the mechanics of the election, the people who run elections are corrupt, this is right out of the playbook. If you see stuff like this, you must hammer that person, okay? And in September 2020, that's what occurred in Massachusetts. And the playbooks tell people to establish relationships with these local proxies. So step by step, what happened in Maricopa County has occurred in Massachusetts is the election officials are watching social media for Americans who are attacking election officials. They brand that as, you know, that you're, that that's a violation. They watch you, they surveil you, and they attack you using these blogs. That's what's going on. So what we're witnessed here in Massachusetts that everyone should understand in a very profound way was something what we saw in Massachusetts or what I saw in Maricopa, wherever Dr. Shiva goes, if he uses his scientific knowledge and he asks questions to expose, expose election, that is going to be deemed more and more as domestic terrorism. 
And that's what occurred in Maricopa. So the net of it is this, everyone. What we need to do now in the United States is to recognize that the laws must be followed. 52 U.S.C. 20701 gives you and I the right to question every election. And every any idiot in Congress who, who brands you as un-American is, fa first of all, not, not an engineer. They're an idiot. And B, they're violating the law. Let me repeat that again. Any stupid fool in Congress or politician who wants to put under the rug and say, nothing to see here, move along. They're the ones who are violating the law. 52 U.S.C. 20701, passed by Democrats 50 years ago, tells us that we must question elections. It encourages us to do that. All right? Everyone, get it clear, okay? Th this is why it was passed. Then... So you have the law not being followed. And if a guy like me with all my training wants to serve this country and its people, uses my skills to do a real engineering systems audit, you're going to brand me as un-American? Are you freaking crazy? So this says the real fraud here is not the quote-unquote election fraud. The real fraud here is that you will be silenced for even asking a question. Now imagine if this kind of process occurred in the airline industry, in the manufacturing industry, in every other industry. We'd have airplanes falling out of the sky. We'd have satellites falling out of the sky. SOPs, standard operating, standardized operating procedures, exist in every industry. You can come to my company, you can ask for our data center, and I will give you the SOPs like that. After I did my audit, these foolish individuals at the Maricopa County officials who've been blockading this, have been uncooperative, they should have immediately released those SOPs. That's what should have happened. And that would have been, uh, that would have shut me up. Now, I end this article that I wrote, by the way, and everyone, you know, um, can get it, okay? What I end this article by is I ask for something very simple, okay? What do I ask for? I say, look, Oops, let me bring this back. I asked for something very, very simple, okay? You know, back to science, okay? I say, by the way, um, one of the important things here is I took, they said that we never contacted them, okay? Bullshit. Here's one of our project managers trying to reach the Maricopa officials. We never could get through to them. As our project manager noted here, we still haven't heard from back from them. Here's our diary of our phone calls, us trying to reach them, trying to contact them. They never, and yet now they could call me back, okay? Then the last piece of what I did here was I took every statement in that hit job article, every statement, and this took day and night, every statement, and I exposed it, statement one, statement two, and you can see it, okay? This is the most deepest analysis of showing the level of racism and disinformation that they these blogs are doing. And this guy, Jeremy Duda, Duda, what's his name, John? Duda, right? Dud? Yeah, at the Arizona Mirror, who was a proxy for the officials. For example, this woman, Tammy Patrick, who attacks me, well, she's a senior advisor to the Demo Demo Democracy Fund, which is the one who created those playbooks. And she said, oh, the mail-in ballots always come in shortly before the election. Bullshit. Look at this. We have mail-in ballots. The peak was 10-14. Okay, these people lie through their teeth. And they must be held accountable. Now, what I so this is a deep analysis of every statement. Here's my two action steps, and everyone should demand this. I am willing to have an open forum. Let everyone in the Maricopa County officials who disagrees with me, I will bring all my anomalies. Let's have an open dialogue in, in a democratic place. And then I believe this Arizona mirrors nonprofit status should be explored because they did a hit job, which is trying to serve one candidate over another because they're trying to stop an audit. That's what this is about. All right. That's what this is about. We need to get real. We need to put them on notice. And the real issues, uh, the real issue is, um, <laughs> the real issue is that we are being told that we can't criticize elections or audit them when that is why 52 USC 20701 was set up. We have created a censorship infrastructure. If you question that, you'll be branded 
and you'll be branded whatever they want to brand and you'll be watched and surveillance and thrown off social media. Government and social media are one. That's what's going on, everyone. So in conclusion, the reason I did this was to educate all of you from a systems approach. And that's why I need all of you to make sure that for your own benefit, for your family's benefit, that we move beyond left and right. We've moved beyond black and white for truth, freedom and health and working people have to unite. Now, before you can do that, you have to get trained. You have to understand the science of systems. And I've created that curriculum for you. It is our hope forward because that's what's gonna bridge the divide between left and right, black and white. When you understand the science of systems, you will understand the real issue in election fraud or election integrity is not the election fraud, but it is we need to take a systems approach. The real issue with racism is not that racism doesn't exist or it does exist, it's that it really does exist and there's a real racism which is up putting us in boxes. When you look at the issue of workers' wages, it's not pro-union, anti-union, it's like we need to build a bottoms-up workers' movements. The, the right wing cut the leg off building up a bottoms-up movement and the, and the left wing has taken over the top-down unions, okay? Every issue, Democrats and Republicans have split us, so we never get to the heart of the issue. They're all co-opted. They're all the swamp. All of them. And if President Trump is listening tonight, and if the people, wherever you are, are listening tonight, we need to really do a course correction. There's no reason to compromise anymore. There's no reason to compromise. You can't say you're against the swamp and keep endorsing swamp creatures. There's no freaking way you lose credibility. And that's what's been going on. Trump talks about he's against the swamp, but he keeps endorsing swamp creatures. And we're not gonna get anywhere with having compromising attitudes. If you're a working person out there, you don't need to compromise shit. You don't need to compromise anything. We deserve the best. We don't need to compromise. Well, I had to endorse him because no, we don't need to do any of that, guys. We need to build our own independent movement. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We are creating that movement. It's gonna come from us and from you understanding the physics of how to build an election. All right, now I wanna, John, I can play this video, right? I wanna play this video for you as we uh, write off here so all of you understand why we need to build this movement, okay? Let me um, find it here and I'll play it for you. And uh, okay, here we go. So I wanna play this video for you and some of you may remember this, but it's really the video that gives you the heart of what our movement is really about. And you may have seen it before, but let me play it again. You know, repetition is a mother of skill. So let me bring it up here again. I'm gonna close this other thing, thanks. All right, let me bring up this video so everyone can really understand what we wanna do here, okay? Right, here we go. All right, let me bring this up. Here we go. So I hope you enjoy this video because this allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have we started from the beginning. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four year old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution.
And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast and within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Now, the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, everyone, I hope that was valuable. You know, um, one of the things I aim to do here is to really educate because as our slogan is, get educated or be enslaved. So again, every Monday evenings, um, I, I do this class, but we are creating, we have about 50, 60,000 people globally um, who've gone to truthfreedomhealth.com. We have leaders establishing, we're building communities uh, all over the world. And we need to build a bottoms up movement. We need to all be catalysts. We don't need followers. We don't need quote unquote leaders per se. What we need is catalysts. The real leadership comes from you being able to understand that you must break with both of these political parties.
and forget even forming a political party. It's all nonsense. As long as the end-to-end process, from an engineering standpoint, people are not willing to be transparent like we've seen, we don't have any fundamental process. The reason you get in an airplane today is because you trust the process. The reason you get to take an x-ray is you, you know there's SOPs. The reason you do most of the things in the modern world of engineering systems is because you know the processes have been figured out. 50% of Americans today don't have faith in the current engineering systems of voting systems. And the Democrats who've been for election integrity have done jack. And the Republicans now who are for election integrity are just cha-ching, 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 making money off of it. Okay? And they're supporting candidates who are actually have committed fraud themselves running under against a banner of election fraud. So it's only up to us. Stop voting for any of these fools. All of them. Build the movement with the right science and the right physics. Okay, thank you, everyone. I hope you have a good evening. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Don't waste your life. Crystal Ella said, wait, don't waste your life, okay, uh, by putting your faith in politicians. Put your faith. We had about 1,200 people on here tonight. Put your faith in other working people. Learn how to build these movements. I've created the physics of it so you can learn it. You don't have to go to MIT. You can learn it from your home. Do it. Do it for yourself. Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Be well.